Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. Now, we believe the Bible is the word of God. You're not going to convince me that it's not. Therefore, we're faithful. We're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is obedience to the word of God. Not obedience when you feel like it, not when it's convenient, but all the time. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And that's what the Bible tells us. You can sacrifice all you want, but obedience is what the Lord is looking for. Again, I want to thank you for joining online service. If you are looking for a church home, growth ministry, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us, and be blessed with us. Now, on Wednesdays from 12 a.m. to 3 p.m., we're fasting and we are praying. Going to work, going to school, handling business that need to be handled. But at the same time, we're fasting. Now, if you're fasting with us, and I, I, my prayer, and I hope that you are, you know, uh, you can drink water. If you're on medication, take your medication as you are required to and fast as long as you can. And so, um, you know, we appreciate and God understand and know those things. I don't want you to become dehydrated in hot weather, you know, or anything that <laughs> passing out. Talk about you doing it in the name of the Lord. No, um, there is some common sense to what we do as well. And God knows those things. So um, so if you're out in the sun working and, you know, um, drink, drink water. The fast is really about the, the, the food and everything. Um, so from 12 a.m. to 3 p.m. Now, I said the food. I didn't say orange juice or anything like this. So don't, don't start reading into it. But drink plenty of water, you know, um, and pray as you're praying. We're praying for wisdom, knowledge and understanding, because wisdom, knowledge and understanding will help you be successful. Thank you, Jesus. Wisdom, knowledge and understanding will help you be successful. And that that is a big umbrella. OK, it will help you be successful in all the things that you're trying to be successful in. However, um, lacking in one area, the Bible tells us if you, if a man, if you lack wisdom, ask God. Ask the Lord for wisdom, but then you also have to apply it. You can't just ask and then don't apply it. You know, um, and knowledge. Knowledge is something that we all need. Now, you can have knowledge. Let's say that you have a, a, a screwdriver. A screwdriver is used a flathead. Let's, let's narrow it down to a flathead. So you got a flathead screwdriver, which is meant to unscrew uh, those screws that have a single slot on it. Not the one that has a four four slots on it, but the one that has a single slot. But without knowledge, 
you have the screwdriver and if you don't have an understanding you may try to insert it into a screw that has four slots and it don't work because it's maybe too big or too small or you may try to use it to remove a nail instead of using a claw hammer so we need wisdom we need knowledge we need understanding now everybody may not know that some people think they're so smart and all you have to do is look at their life and their life tell you uh, they may be smart, but are they applying it? We need to apply what God has for us. And so uh, this is, I think, is so important that we stress this, that we stress application in our daily lives because many are praying, but they're not applying what the word of God says. And so you're really um, closing the door on yourself. You're really hurting yourself because you're professing faith without works. All right. So um, listen, we're not going to stay there. My heart is full. There's a lot that I would like to talk about uh, this evening, but I, I can't because time is certainly not going to permit and it is not my intentions to be long, but I want to be effective. Now, if you have questions or desire fellowship with uh, Cornerstone of Grace. Uh, you know, maybe you're having a meeting, an event or something coming up. Let us know. Now, um, we have an event coming up October 5th, 6th, and 8th. And, and so um, that information is, is yet to be presented. Um, but maybe you have something coming up and you want us to support you in it. Let us know. If you don't tell us, we won't know. And so visit ConnectingTruth.org, ConnectingTruth.org, and use our contact page and let us know what you have coming up. And if it's feasible, then we'll certainly um, want to support. Now, we talk about the body of Christ, or I hear people say the body of Christ. And I still have yet to understand what that means because there's so much segregation. There's so much segregation come to churches. And, um, and so I don't think God is pleased with that. Nope, not segregation. And so that's something we'll address later. I'm putting it out there because I am anti-segregation. Um, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that is going to help us even in that area of reaching out to others. Now, we've cast our net out. Um, I spent a long process from Sunday. We put together some information and uh, all the way through today when it went into the post office and and got and sent out information. Our net is out there. And we're going to keep casting our net, you know, so... Uh, that's part of the work. That's part of the work. So we solicit your prayers and and this as well. Now the enemy has really been fighting. I'm have really been. We have been dealing with um, power issues. Even just now, it was a struggle getting onto the air because of the electricity um, in the area, because of the computer itself, and you know. 
And so now we're dealing with, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a fluctuation in the power. But nonetheless, I, I do, I am using a remote device that is going to allow me to continue even if everything else shuts down. You know, and so knowledge has increased in that area. And because knowledge has increased, we should take advantage of technology and use it for the cause of Christ, just like we do for and everything else. And so with that being said, let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. Thank you, Lord God, for what you have done. Thank you for what you are going to do for us. We honor you, Lord God, for your goodness. We honor you for your grace, Lord God, and how you have blessed us throughout this day. Lord God, and I pray and ask that you have blessed those that are fasting with us, those that have joined in, those that are going joining. Lord God, I ask that you would bless us with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Help us, Lord God, to present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto you, which is the minimal, a reasonable service that you uh, require of us. Lord God, you've given us a reasonable portion of health, reasonable portion of strength, cognitive awareness, Lord God, so that we can call upon your name. And your word tells us that whosoever shall call upon your name shall be saved. And Lord God, so we call upon your name, the name of Jesus, uh, a name that is given unto heaven where uh, that n there's no other name except that name that you've given us uh, to be saved by. And so I pray and ask that you would bless us, Lord God, to hallow your name, Lord God, and to honor you, to worship you in the beauty of holiness. Lord Jesus, I pray and ask that you would touch those that are healed, that are sick, that you that um, are seeking healing. I, I pray and ask that you would move according to your power and according to your will. Lord God, those that are dealing with uh, situations, Lord God, that uh, we, uh, God only. Lord, we know that there are some things that, that cannot and will not uh, transpire unless you speak, unless you your word lord and so we ask that you will send your word into the lives of uh and you know the situations you know the prayer requests you know the thoughts and the heart of your people i ask that you will strengthen your leaders lord god strengthen leadership pastors lord god those that are seeking you calling up on you lord god with whole hearts and lord jesus and and they're not just asking what must they do to be saved but they're asking what can they do to help others to be saved as well Lord God, I pray and ask that you bless and strengthen them in Jesus' name. Bless those that are uh, helping the shepherds, helping the shepherds. I ask that you bless them, Lord God, for their uh, willingness, for their um, and uh, for their obedience in Jesus' name. Amen. In the book of Genesis, in the book of Genesis, you know we're dealing with the particular, dealing with uh, the. Um, cosmological we're dealing with the teleological we're dealing with all of those good things and you know and as the lord spoke to uh, to um, abraham and, and told him that um in a dream that he is shield and his exceeding great reward and then in the 17th chapter the first verse the lord spoke to him and, and told him that, that i'm paraphrasing it cut out the mannequins there comes a time that we must stop that we have to cut out the shenanigans you know no matter what they are now some think they, they've cut it out and, and they haven't uh, because they haven't conformed 
the Bible tells us to be to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so if your mind has not been renewed and you're still doing the same thing over and over again, that's the evidence uh, that you have not changed. And so we're not, <laughs> we're not going to stay there, but to touch on something this evening uh, that was touched on Sunday morning. And that was, uh, he changes the se times and season. Now, we'll get back to Genesis um, uh, the 21st chapter and the thoughts that are there. Um, but let, let's let's talk about this because this ties into that. Uh, this ties into that. And I really want you to have a good understanding of what is what to expect, even in your own lives. So on Sunday, we, we exhorted talking about the uh, he changes the times and the season. I, I know that the podcast tells us the broadcast says to keep the, um, you know, to keep the peace and obtain the promise. And, and so this still lines up with that. OK, now, in order to uh, keep the peace and to obtain the promise, there's some things you're going to have to understand along the way. And, and so we'll we'll continue with that. The Lord say the same on next week. All right. But he changes the times and the seasons. Now, last week, God said, fill the house. And then he reset the guest list um, to include you and I. And so here we are today. Now, sometime there is a reset that is needed, a do over. You know, you want to erase things when the opportunity presents itself. When the opportunity presents itself, when the opportunity presents itself, you've got to be ready. You got to be ready. Now, what I want to touch on is something that I did not touch on that day, but as I left and I was getting into the car, it hit me and it really stayed with me and I was telling others about it. But let's look at Genesis, the 18th chapter. Let's start there. Uh, Sarah, now remember, Sarah is without a child. Sarah's without a child. And the 21st verse, uh, excuse me, the, the, the 21st chapter and that first verse says, and the Lord visited Sarah, as he said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. Now, what did he tell her? He told her that I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it and she just, you know, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase in what I'm saying. I'm not going to read all the scripture because I think you know, but she was like, really? Ha! <laughs> Right. Um, is this really going to happen here? I am 90, 89, 90 years old. And 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 you talking about I'm going to have a baby and that my husband is going to have a baby. He's shooting dust, you know, as far as I'm concerned. And, and I'm all past the flower of my age. You, you know, um, I'm full of dust, too. So, but God says he's going to turn back life. He's going to reset and change things. Now, when we consider that, now we have to slow down, stop. Now, Sarah's up in age. All right. And ladies, uh, you, you, you're listening to this. Or, and as you hear this, if you've had a child, you know exactly what I'm talking about now. I've not experienced this as a male I've only experienced it from the side of being a, a husband at one time 
and my four children born and what what we went through at that time, what we went through, what we dealt with. And so I remember being at the hospital when my first son was born and and the labor pains and stuff. And I'm doing my best to talk to her and and saying, you know, uh, take deep breaths and and in her pain she told me to to be quiet and for me to take a deep breath and so there my point is that there are a lot of emotions that are stirred up there's a lot of things that are going on so when we talk about the that God turned back certainly I I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life then Sarah is about to experience all the things that a 30-year-old, a 40-year-old, um, someone that has not reached that, that, that time of life where childbearing is over, she's about to experience all of that. She's about to experience, she's getting ready to deal with that. So when we talk about when we're praying and saying, Lord, you know, and we're rejoicing over that message that God is going to turn back the hands of, of time and, and things are going to change. And, you know, well, it comes with something else. You cannot just look at that alone. There is more to it. There's more to it. As if Sarah was here, I believe she would tell you that, that, you know, that now she is with child. And that child is growing in her womb. So ladies, you know what I'm saying, that that's additional weight. So now there is a weight um, that is being carried. Let's say uh, Isaac is born and he's seven pounds. That's seven pounds that she's been carrying. Now, what does that do to you? You know that now you have the, the, uh, the emotional side of things. You have a mental thing that's going on. There is a physical thing that's going on, women, ankle swelling, uh, back pain, the muscles in the back and all of that. The Bible didn't say she was excluded from that. He said he was going to turn back the time of life. It, it didn't say that he was going to that she was not going to deal with any pain. Pain is a process that lets us know that something is occurring with us. We have pain that lets us know there's a problem in our body. We have pain that lets us know that there are some good pains. We're not going to talk about that. There are some other pains, but there are pains. There are different things that occur. And, and gentlemen, if your ankles are swollen, you need to drink more water and you need to go get a physical. Okay, because your ankles should not be swelled. That's an indication of something going on with your organs. And so, uh, whereas when a woman being pregnant, she deals with that. There is a water retention that's going on all of, you understand what i'm saying you understand so when we talk about god's going to turn back the time it doesn't come free there is something that accompanies all of that and we have to consider it he told her at the appointed time i will return unto thee according to the time of life now, this is about the 14 verse 18 chapter and sarah shall have a son that means that the midwives had to be prepared. They had to watch her. Uh, I'm sure. Let's just deal with the, the common sense side of things. There, the, the midwives, 
The servants are looking at Sarah. They're considering her age and she's pregnant. Uh, wouldn't you as an individual say, wow, um, mom, let, let's just say mom, let's just, if it was your mom or if it was your auntie or if it was some someone close to you that you knew and they're pregnant and you know that they're 60 years old, you would be concerned about don't walk too much, don't do too much. It, you know, you would be closely watching because it is not what you consider a normal situation. And this was not normal but it was of God, okay? I'm just about done. I think I haven't said enough right there. And so Daniel, we, we talked about Daniel. Daniel, the, the second chapter in the 21st verse, it says, he changes the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise. And that's what we want God to do, to give us wisdom uh, so that we can be considered wise in whatever we are dealing with and he gives and so the, he says he gives wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that knoweth uh, that no understanding and, and so god gives knowledge stirs up our understanding and that's what i look for gentlemen um self i'm also looking for that within other men some wisdom some knowledge some understanding It's not a bunch of high five and bump and fist and 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 you know how to do a, a a long handshake that look all good and you know cool and stuff like that you know that might be but i'm down to business do you have wisdom do you have knowledge do you have any understanding can you hold a business a business logic conversation Daniel could, because the Bible says that Daniel, first of all, he was committed to the Lord. Now, I know there's a lot of brothers, and I'm not picking on the brothers. I'm just saying, because we're talking about Daniel, and we're talking about those brothers. All right. So Daniel, uh, Michelle, Azariah, they, they, were, they were hanging tough, and they were, they were friends. And so they, uh, they made sure that they focused on the Lord. They understood. No, 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 no. I'm not even going to say they understood. They did not understand completely about the captivity because it wasn't, as you read the book of Daniel, Daniel said that he was reading the book of Jeremiah and then being the light came on, bam, it hit him. He understood why they were in such a destitute state. He understood, but he was reading the book of Jeremiah at the time when he got this understanding. Now, Daniel was not one for keeping secrets. If you read in the first chapter, if you read in the second chapter, you read about when uh, Nebuchadnezzar got upset because his people, his astrologers, his uh, soothsayers and those that, that practiced the arts of their day um, could not interpret the dream. He was going to kill everybody, kill all the wise men, kill all the magicians, and kill everybody. Just get rid of them because I am not happy. And Daniel said, uh, hold on, hold on. I, um, he asked why, and he found out what the situation was. And he went to those brothers and he and they got together and they prayed and they sought the Lord as far as the situation. Gentlemen, who do you go to? I didn't say go to and ask them to pray for you, but who do you spend time with in prayer? 
who do you when you you know that you have a situation and you need some wisdom to deal with it you need some knowledge you need some understanding who are you touching and agreeing with hmm i think that's a valid question and not just for the brothers but for the ladies too that's a valid question who are you touching agreeing with who are you praying with and what are the results when Daniel and them finished praying and seeking the Lord, God showed to him and he, he knew how to answer the king. But it came. It came by him doing something. He changes the time and the seasons. In order for Daniel to, to fit into the place where God wanted him to fit, where God desired him to be, Daniel had to be aware of God's will. And that means to acknowledge him. That means to spend time with him. As we're praying, as we're fasting, we are spending time with the Lord. We're not spending our time uh, with a whole bunch of unnecessary conversation going on because we're thinking about God and we're asking God to give us insight. Now, he may not speak to you and give you insight in that immediate moment as far as what you're asking, but you've opened that door up so that when you do need it, it comes through. It comes through. And so the Bible tells us that Daniel, uh, that, that God had given Daniel wisdom, and not only did he give him wisdom, but he increased the knowledge and the favor. Now we like talking about that favor. I'm blessed and highly favored. Daniel and the gentleman that was with him, those children were blessed and highly favored. Okay. When they stood before the king, they had the right answers. They knew what to say because they did their homework. They studied. They had to accomplish something in two years or um, all that good food that they were eating, the comfort that they had would have been taken away and they would have been no different than anyone else. Well, I believe that within Daniel Hart and uh, the gentleman, uh, Hazariah and Hannah and, and, and Misha, all of that thought within themselves and they, they weighed it out. I mean, you got to look at the end result and weigh it out that, okay, if I don't study, then... <laughs> I'm not going to obtain the promise. If I don't do my homework, if I don't uh, go to class, uh, if I don't do the assignment, if I mouth off instead of listen and, and humble myself, and you know, sometimes we have to eat some humble pie. Um, it may not taste good, but in the cer cer under certain circumstances, you better eat that humble pie keep the peace. And so they did what they was required of them. And so when they stood before the king with God's favor, with God's help, they outshined everyone. They outshined everyone, but they didn't outshine everyone because they knew God. They outshined everyone because they did their homework. They did the homework. They did the assignments that was required of them. Daniel and them prayed, but they did their homework too. Now you can pray and not do the homework. You're not gonna outshine everybody. 
No, there's going to be a difference. Those that study are going to uh, have the answers to the test. They're going to have the answers to the quiz. They're going to have the answers to the questions that are asked of them. Those that don't study and say, well, I prayed about it. Well, what, what, well go ahead, speak in tongues and, and you know, or uh, tell them what you prayed about. That doesn't fit in that moment. What they want to know is, do you know the math? Do you know the science? Do you know the astrology? Do you understand the language of the Chaldeans? Can you talk our language? Do you understand or, or when something is said, do you stand there looking like a deer in hair lights? There's a difference. So you have to put forth the labor. So when we talk about God changing the times and changing the seasons, when we talk about God making a difference, there is, a, there is something that is required of us as well. It's not just on him. It's on us. It's on us. So, uh, Joel, if Brother Joel was here, uh, let's let's see what he would say. Because, all right, Brother Joel, uh, in the chapter, the twenty fifth verse, it says, "I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten up, the canker worm and the caterpillar, and the palmer worm." my great army, which I sent among you. Now, he said, I'm going to restore the years. I'm going to turn back the time. I'm going to reset the clock. I'm going to give you a do-over. I'm going to make this in such a way that, that everything that was destroyed, all that you lost, you lost some money. You may have lost a home. The relationship fell apart. A number of things that occurred. I'm going to reset things in such a way that you can recover. Now, I said you can recover. I didn't say that you're going to go convince that person to come back to you. I didn't say that. I didn't say you're going to go and get that job back. You may go get a job and it may be a better job at a different company, but it is still part of the restoration plan. So understand that. I'm going to restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten up. I'm going to give back to you what you have well, let me let me rephrase that. I'm going to give you the years uh, that the locusts and everything have eaten up. Now, now, what did those insects ate up the harvest? Now, what did the harvest come from? The harvest came from you planting seeds. The harvest came from the work that you put in. You, uh, you, you had tilt the ground. You have fertilized it. You set up irrigation. You did all of those things to make sure that the field that you were working in, that that everything would grow. And what happened? The canker worm ate it. The caterpillars ate it. The palmer worms ate it. And so you were left without. Now, God comes back and says, OK, I'm going to reset the time. I'm going to turn things around. I'm as I said, I would do. And so so that you can obtain this promise. Now, when he does that, now the canker worm is gone, the caterpillar is gone, the palmer worm is gone, the crop is not going to grow by itself. All of a sudden, you look out in the field and, you know, like it's a movie and there is, um, you know, a field of corn, you know, it, no, a field of wheat. You went to sleep that night and you woke up the next morning and, and there it all was and it all grown back. No, you're going to have to go out. Because the canker worm is gone, the caterpillar is gone, the palmer worm is gone. 
and the soil and everything, the, the hardness of the ground, God is allowing the rain to come. You still got to plant seeds. You still got to go out and, and, and cultivate in order for there to be new growth. So there's something that we have to do in order for us to be able to eat the plenty, because he told them you're going to be eat the plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord, your God, and that he have done dealt wondrously with you. Is going to require some work. He's not just going to do it. Now, Caleb is not on here, but let's let's let's, let's look at Caleb before we before we come to a conclusion here, Caleb. Uh, Joshua and Caleb had, had kept the word of the Lord. The Bible said that they were of a different spirit. They didn't have the same mindset as everyone else. And that is a problem. You cannot follow the crowd and obtain the promise. You got to follow those that are following God and, and following, as I said, line upon line, precept upon precept, those that are following according to what we're talking about right now. And, and so um, Caleb was up in age. He was about 80 years old and God had made him a promise. And so Caleb um, uh, told Joshua when they had crossed over into a certain part, he said, well, he said, you see that mountain over there? And again, I'm paraphrasing. You can go back and read it for yourself. Uh, but he said, you see the mountain over there? He said, God made me a promise. My vision hasn't failed. My strength is still here. And so watch out for these old men. Listen, um, my, my strength is still here. My vision is still here and I'm well able to take it. He said he was going to go take it. He didn't say he was going to pray about it. He said he was leaning upon the word of the Lord, the promise, and that he was now ready to go and take it. He, that he was ready to go fight the battle that he needed to fight the, to obtain the prize that he was looking for. Are you willing to fight the battle that you are uh, in order to obtain the prize. So see, there's something that we have to do besides just sit around, pray about it, not do nothing, uh, give an offering and not do nothing. You know, unless God say, stand still, don't do anything. There is something for us to do. There's always something for us to do. Be diligent. Uh, occupy. He, he said the diligence shall be a rule. And then he says also the occupy till I come, you know, so there's always something for us to do that will line up with his will. So when we talk about him changing the times, when we talk about him changing the seasons, understand that it is not just a, it's awesome. It is miraculous for him to do that, but it's also going to require something from us is going to require something from us. The Shudamite woman uh, told the prophet that my husband has died. I was left in debt and the bill collectors are coming to get my sons to, to put enslave them until the debt is paid. And he said, well, he said, listen, he said, go and borrow pots from all your friends. Okay, so now you have a physical activity that is occurring. Go and borrow pots. So that means she told her sons and everything. At least I would have told them. I'm sure she did too. Go to go to everybody's house and get as many pots and, that you can get. And so that's what they did. And she went, they went, they went, she went, and they got and they got and they got those pots and they brought them back. 
and the pots filled with oil. And she was able to pay her debt. That wouldn't have happened if she did not go and collect the pot. So what if she would only collected one pot? After she was told to get a, 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 as many pots as she could. That took a little time to go and get gather the pots. There was something, a physical activity that was involved in, in, in the blessing. And so she went and got the pots. And then the pots filled. And she was able to pay her debt. But the pots didn't stop there after she paid the debts because she had enough to live off of. But it started with the act of obedience. It started with the act of her acknowledging what was needed. And then when she received a wise word, when she received a prophetic word, and prophetic words from the Lord is full of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And so when she received that word, and she followed the instructions of what was said. Then she was blessed. Let's do the same. Let's understand and know that in our following the instructions and us, and like I said, we'll come back next week. We'll talk about the, the, the um, holding and keeping our peace and uh, to obtain the blessing. Right now, I really wanted to stress this and exhort this because I felt that it was necessary uh, to bring about an awareness that after you've prayed, after God has sent his word, there is something to be done. There's something to be done and not just uh, looked upon and, and sit around twiddling your thumbs, you know, <laughs> uh, but there's certainly something to be done in the process of, of things. The, had to nurture she had to take care do things that a pregnant woman would do she had to rest she couldn't do it all and you know and daniel and them they had to go to school and study and and, and pass all the tests that was required of them in order to obtain the positions that they had and and none of them forgot about god and, and you know wondered about situations and wondered about things as well as as those that had to go out and cultivate the land when God removed the canker worm, the caterpillar, and and the palmer worm, and all of that. There's something for us to do. Let's do it, whatever it is. And with that being said, Father, we thank you for this short exhortation. Thank you for this time that you have given us to talk about your word, Lord God, to bring about awareness that that our actions are necessary to line up with your word. Lord God, I pray and ask that you will bless each one of the sound of my voices. They uh, receive your word, that they embrace your word, and that they would apply themselves accordingly. Lord God, we thank you for your kindness. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you've done. We thank you, Lord God, for that which you're going to do, even the spreading of your word, the sharing of your word with others. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, we'll be careful to tell of your goodness. We're going to testify of your greatness, your mercy. Lord God, we're going to tell, Lord God, of how you brought us out. We're going to tell, Lord God, of how you made a change in our lives, what you did, and how we comply, how we comply to doing your will for those things to be accomplished. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. 
God bless you. Let's walk in the name of Jesus. Have faith in God. Walk, handle your business that need to be handled. And God is going to bless you. Even when it don't seem like there's a blessing. Let me, let me, let me say this. In order for things to occur, sometimes our comfort zone has to be broken. Comfort. Sometimes the comfort has to be taken away in order for the goal to be met. God bless you.